David James, the job whisperer here at Bit About Crypto Podcast with my host, the infamous robo recruiter, you're amazing, Dave Hampton. How you doing? It's been a week, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 So how are things going on your desk? Uh, you know, business as usual, right? As you would say, great, you did your job. <laughs> now do it again. Now do it again. Yeah. Right? That's just, that's just how it is, right? I mean, I haven't worked a day in my life in seven years since you gave me the only offer in recruiting. So that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of a funny story. Uh, um, David wanted to be a recruiter and he was kind of circuitous, kind of like when they say call human resources and you go, yeah, I ain't doing that because human resources is where recruiters go to die. Right. And everybody knows that. <clears throat> and if they don't know that, they find that soon. Indeed. And uh, yeah, so uh, when I hired David to be a recruiter at a firm uh, that we worked at together <clears throat> uh, eight years ago, he uh, he says, if you hire me, I'll be the best recruiter you ever had. And I said, yeah, OK. And he was. And uh, so there's a lot of things that. But so when David says he's going to do something, I believe it. So <laughs> so we got that going on. It's a very simple thing. You start with an idea or desire and then you make it so. Yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> the people I've found that actually are successful at recruiting are people that actually, uh, they love helping people first, right? They got to yep. love people. Yep. And then money will be the natural byproduct of that thing. I think when people come to recruiting because they can pay, get, hey, I can get paid this money, eventually uh, th that sours, right? Right. I mean, I, I came in... Uh I, I probably was the only recruiter that you hired that was committed to being successful in recruiting. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, in a metaphoric uh, way, I, I, I put all my chips in. Yeah, you did. And I mean, I had, I had three kids at the time and newborn, you know, and come back from Afghanistan. And and I, I did say to myself, if, if I don't see any success within six, seven months from now, I'll, I'll go back to the drawing board. And that's so when you said, hey, you know, I asked you, when, you know, how, how long is it going to take me to get up to, to my goal? You said 15 months. I said, OK, seven months it is. And, and yeah, recruit, rookie of the year. And so so this is the uh, bit about crypto podcast where we speak all things blockchain, all things crypto, all things Bitcoin. And hopefully as it relates to how those things have changed the life or changing life and really how we're seeing it change the, the recruiting environment. I mean, the, the job market. Yeah. It's like there's this whole new thing, which. What, it, what's interesting about this, this particular venture is, is that it's um, as much as it's unknown, there are certain known things about it. Uh, but for me, it's not that I had to figure out, not that I'm having to figure out who are the players. Right now, we can get in with the, the players themselves who are becoming players, if that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's different than, uh, it's just different in that regard. So it's exciting because of the fact that we're on this, like, wow, wow frontier of... Precipice. Uh, yeah, uh, this precipice. I mean, this, it, we're, we're manifesting destiny. We're, we're the guys who are, going, who are moving out west to California and the in the forty nine er gold rush, uh, so to speak, to find our gold. And in this regard, we're we're trying to help people find their gold too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's so exciting. And I'll tell you, I I, uh, I stopped liking recruiting, right? I mean, I got into it for the love, right? And then I fell out of love with when I was placing auditors. I was just oh, I hate auditing. 
It's right. different when you're doing it by yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. But also, if I was doing crypto by myself, even at my age, I'd still, I'd still be in love with it. But nothing makes my love sore than my partnership with you, David. <laughs> <laughs> nothing creepy, everybody. So that's what actually makes uh, today's, this week's guests. Actually, we, we did, it wasn't exactly a week since we did our last one. But anyhow, the, I'm really, really excited about... Uh, the guests we have, and I'm just going to tell a little backstory on how we're going to get to them in a second. <clears throat> I, um, I've always wanted to help. I've always wanted to help somebody get daily bread, get a job, you know, and I think you know me long enough, David, to know that that's true. You're the byproduct of that truth, mm -hmm. right? Empowering others. And I literally uh, was doing the thing that all successful recruiters do is I was dialing and smiling. <clears throat> when I actually called uh, an auditor, a six-year audit manager at ENY in Denver, Colorado by the name of Warren Nadalski. Erson Young, you guys don't know the ENY. Yeah, right. And nice enough guy. And I called him and I said, look, I'm a recruiter. And I was trying to recruit him for the audit manager position at Nike. Right, that's that. Sounds sexy. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, Nike is Nike, right? Well, it was then, right? I mean, kind of like- uh, Politics <laughs> aside today, right? So. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> And uh, he says, no, I'm actually going to be a recruiter myself. And I don't know why I said this. I said, well, if you're going to be a recruiter, I should come out there to Denver and teach you how to be a recruiter. It's like, what's, dude, what's wrong with you? But I did. And he actually had uh, another CPA by the name of Ken Philbrick, right? And these two guys were like under the age of 30, I think, at the time, 1995-ish, 96, I think it was. And I flew out. I'd, I'd never been to Denver. And I remember I was in that uh, the room t changing. It was snowing, sun, snowing, sun in Denver. Uh, Warren says to me, I think Ken said to me, yeah, here's the thing about Denver. If you don't like the weather, you wait five minutes. And I, that was actually very, very true. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and I helped him out. And I stayed there for three days. And I trained Ken. I trained Warren. I trained another gal whose name escapes me. And they started to thrive. The Warren James Company, uh, Warren, the Adam James Company, Warren had named it after his two kids. And as the years had gone by, you know, I went in and out of different iterations of my emotional, personal life and my business life. And I, I spoke to Warren uh, in 2010. Hey, how's it going? Come on out to play, play in our big poker game. But, you know, poker's not part of my life anymore. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. And I didn't hear from any of them. Then all of a sudden, you know, when we started crypto recruiters, I'm sorry, blockchain recruiters, crypto, bit about crypto podcast, David James, the job whisper. God, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Of, it's like eating five eggs, yep. one bite. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so anyhow, when we started that, I, I, I rebranded the, uh, the LinkedIn profile and I called it Bitcoin. I think it still says Bitcoin recruiters, right? It's because it's better for the algorithm. But we're, we're blockchain. We, we recruit in all areas of blockchain as we early. You know, I've had some people get pissed at me saying, well, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, okay, so do you have a search or not? I don't care what kind of maximalist you right. are. But anyhow, um, I guess Ken Philbrick actually saw that, hey, David James is recruiting in the blockchain space. And so what ends up happening is, is that I get a... I get a call from Warren and we talk and we have a good catch up. This is that. What are you doing? Your life has changed. My life has changed, you know, as, as old friends do. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, he said, I want you to know that Ken's daughter, Alexa, she's a recent college graduate. 
of, I don't want to, I think she's the university, wait, she's Michigan State, green. green. Spartans. Yeah, Spartans. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, no. Yeah. So, no? No. 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 <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. One yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. So she, but she hates, she hates blue and gold. She detests those colors. I know that's for sure. So, uh, yeah. So Alexa, actually, she's a, a recent uh, college graduate from, I think it's Grand Valley State. So certainly she dislikes or possibly hates University of Michigan, blue and gold. I would think that, but we're going to let her tell ourselves. And uh, so I spoke to her and her cousin TJ and about their walk into cryptocurrency and where they are as recruiters and where they see the job market and where they want to be. And I went, wow, I, I have to have this perspective. Remember, I was, yeah, I've got to have this perspective. We've got to talk to them. And so today on the show, we have Alexa Philbrick and her cousin, Tyler, who goes by TJ Snedden. So, hi. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, it's going well. It's going really, really well. So, uh, so did I butcher all that, or is that pretty much accurate? Well, that's accurate. Yeah. You yeah. know, here's I what think. I know. I know a lot about Alexa. Because Alexa, she's absolutely stunning on so many levels. Just look at her. Thank you. Right? And, um, I mean, I'm sure... Your father, Ken, is very, very proud to have uh, just a, a radiant daughter like yourself. And all I really know about TJ is he's the cousin. And, but, I, but I know that he's a golfer. And, and David, I you know, tell you this, David and I are avid golfers. And uh, David's a member at uh, the Crosby. I love it. So I'm in when, love. So when you, when you come out to Northrop County, which I think will be soon, we're definitely going to put a tee in the ground, Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen for certain. Right, Andy Allen. And Alexa, if you come too, then you'll come and you'll play princess golf. It's, it's like I'm picking exactly. up. Exactly. And, that, you know, here's, here's what I've decided about golf. The golfer that has the most fun is the best golfer. That's just, that's just how I've decided about it. But anyhow, I don't know much about you, TJ, and your beginnings. I mean, I, I know kind of like, so, TJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about you before we get to the part about crypto? So yeah, I, uh, in, in the last year, I have dropped out of college because uh, the, the summer of 2020, I was, I, was, I was working manual labor on a uh, manufacturing line, making a bunch of money, but working 60 hour weeks. And um, I, I, I thought there's gotta be a way for my, for my money to work for me. And so I started exploring and doing my own research into Bitcoin and Ethereum at the beginning. And so I put, put a lot of money into it last uh, spring and summer. And, and now I'm a truther. I dropped out of college. Um, I'm working as a, uh, I'm working as a recruiter right now, but we're trying to get into the blockchain industry more and more. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited for this podcast. What do you mean a truther? Tell the audience. Um, I just, I see the, I see the blockchain technology as, as the future. I mean, there's, there's every single day in the news, there is a, there's another massive institution in this country that is, that is getting, uh, cyber attacked. And I, I, I think blockchain is the answer for that. Um, I think that, um, I think that 
for the most part, our financial institutions are corrupt. And well, I, hold on a second. I, hold on. Hold on a second. Let's talk more about you, right? So where'd you grow okay, up? Yeah, what yeah. do you do? I mean, okay. I love the enthusiasm, yeah. soldier. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I was actually born in Denver, moved to, to Georgia and then Wisconsin, just all over as a kid. My, my dad worked um, in the beer industry for, for Miller. Um, big, big baseball f- big baseball guy. I played baseball my whole life, but, um, yeah, I, I have taken that competitive, competitive drive. I mean, I'm, I'm not too competitive when it comes to sports anymore. I like, I like going out and having fun and playing golf, but my competitive drive has now shifted from sports, uh, and academics over now to, okay, how can, how can we be on the forefront of crypto? Let me ask you a question, and I ask all my guests this. How did, I always say it this way, how did Bitcoin find you? Okay, because usually people find Bitcoin first, but at your, your age, there's a possibility mm-hmm. that you found something else. So, yeah, how, so how did crypto find you? Well, I, th- I think like a lot of people, I didn't completely understand it for a long time. I mean, I, I actually, I had this friend in middle school, I can re- remember it very, very vividly, it, he gave a presentation on why Bitcoin is the future. I was like, I had to be 13, 14 years old. And I was like, this is a Ponzi scheme. What is this guy talking about? This, this is stupid. What year um, are we talking when you say 13, 14? I mean, it's, it's important for perspective. Yeah. Uh, 2014. So I'm, 20, I'm 21 years old right now. Um, Bitcoin's trading at about $300. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is stupid, you know? So, but I mean, so like I was saying last spring and into the summer, um, I was, I was making a lot of money working grueling, grueling hours. Um, the job, the job was hard, but the people made it awesome. Um, and I learned a lot from it, but I just, I felt like I was smart enough not to go back to this, uh, not to go back into manufacturing. But specifically, but I want to hear about what coin, you actually found okay, it. Yeah. Like, this dude was talking about, let's, let's talk about the, the, the first date that we kissed on kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So around, around March, March of last year, I put some money in, into Bitcoin after a month or two of really, really going really deep diving into it. And um, yeah, I, I guess Bitcoin was the first crypto that I put, that I put money into. And did you turn Alexa on to crypto or did she find it on her own? Um, I'll let Alexa speak first. So. Go ahead, Alexa. How, how, did, uh, how did you find crypto? Or how did crypto well, find I was, you? I was uh, locked up in my grandma's back room uh, due to COVID-19. And <laughs> my cousin happened to live there as well. And um, during quarantine, I just had a lot of time on my hands. And I just listened to him. And um, I like to listen to my family, especially when they're passionate about something. And the more and more... Um, he spoke about Bitcoin. I was like, wow, maybe maybe I should actually try to get ahead and try to get into cryptocurrency. So, yeah, I guess I can thank COVID for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We, we, I mean, really, COVID just accelerated the inevitable. So I talked a little bit about TJ, what his story was. And so I want, I mean, I know we spoke and I want you to say it. So well, to talk about, you know, you, you know, you're growing up, you know, for general way, you get to school, you graduate, the things you're going to do, and then when you all of a sudden made your shift, as we talked about. Am I clear on that? Uh, yes. So um, I 
grew up in northern Michigan. Um, I was pretty, I was pretty up north, pretty close to Canada. Very small town. Uh, Seventy people in my graduating class. I went to a pretty small college in um, southern Michigan called Grand Valley State University, and there I received my business degree. And I took a lot of classes on investments. And um, never once did we talk about cryptocurrency or at blockchain technology. At, we didn't talk about that at, at all. We really just talked about stocks and the S&P 500. Um, and then um, I got a job uh, working for my dad out here in um, Denver, Colorado. And I do um, sales and business development. Um, but I'm also, I also do recruiting. It's a staffing recruiting firm. Um, and then I thought, you know, I really, if I really want to like take the next step in my career, what, what would that look like? And everybody else is going to get their master's. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I guess I'll do that. So I go to get my, I start my MBA through Grand Canyon University and I took one class and I realized I'm like, this is, this is not, this is not going to make me that much more money. Um, (laughs) and so I thought, well, what if I just start taking, instead of putting my money into these classes, what if I set aside $200 a month and I start putting that into cryptocurrency? And ever since I've done that, it, it essentially has been making money for me. I don't have to um, set aside hours of time throughout the day to study. Um, I don't have to get a second job. I literally just put it in and it, and it only goes up. <laughs> so I dropped out of my master's. <laughs> yeah. Well, also you had spoken to me about, you know, that you were also in, you were in debt, right? Oh yeah. Big time debt. Um, like $30,000 in debt from my undergrad. Um, so it just did not make sense to go like another 30 grand or whatever the price was of the masters just to make, I don't know, $15,000 more a year. It it really just did not make sense. So I just, I, why would I go into more debt? And instead I just started investing in January. Yeah. The thing about it is, is that, uh, we have, uh, this, this is how, how life has worked for me. Right. Since, you know, I've, I'm almost got 60 years of life experience on planet earth. And from just a young age, you, you go and you make more than you actually, um, spend right ideally right you make more than you spend <clears throat> and yeah. you save the rest right then what ends up happening is you take that rest and you invest that in something right and mm-hmm. ideally that's going to go up to something right but that's that's been a big line so i just want to show you guys this do you, do you do you see this when we're talking about money on this show we've got this 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 paper garbage right here yeah dirty right. dirty fiat that's my boy and you guys see this right here do you guys, you guys, well, hold on, so let me, let me find. you guys know what this is? Any idea? No clue. It's no the, clue. That's a $100 trillion bill faith, faithfully created from the security of the Bank of Zimbabwe, and, and it buys three eggs, right? And, and <laughs> yeah, that's what happened was, well, let's just print more money. Let's make the bills worth more. It's like, so now we're talking in the $100 trillion. Hey, Dad, can I have a quadrillion dollars so I can take my girlfriend to the movies tonight? It's just insane. And <laughs> yeah. that, that's what ended up happening is, is that so the, the, the quest has always been to be, 
How do you make money? When people think, and we all, we're all recruiters, we talk about this. How do you get a job that gets us more? And the, the purpose of more is so we can actually have more to make more, so we can invest. Because culturally, as Americans, we're at least learned that way. Not every American gets to actually do that. And the thing that makes this cryptocurrency so different is you can, when you have some of that more, then it really is more because it, you, 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 it's like, Yeast. You put it in the oven, you watch it rise. And I don't even think that's an accurate analogy. But you said you were going to get your master's, right? And I want to hear about the conversation in your mind saying, okay, I'm done with my degree. I've got a degree in business. Now I'm going to go get a, master, a master's degree. Now, I, I heard you explain why you decided that was not the right idea after you got into it a bit. But let's let's back it up while you're actually pondering that choice. Did you like not have anything else? Are you confused? No guidance? What what was the ideation or the discipline in your mind that said, I'm gonna get this masters? Um, I felt like I was following my dad's footsteps. Uh, my dad went and got his MBA right when he finished his undergrad, and I felt like that was the next best thing to do. So I was just following my parents. And then I realized, and we kind of spoke on this when we, when we, when we talked a week or so ago, um, I, I don't, I just realized that maybe I shouldn't be following my parents. Maybe I should be trying to get ahead on the next newest trend. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, there was something telling me, I'm like, I, I would be putting a lot of, I think time is a very time is time is money and i would be spending a lot of time studying a lot of time into this and i'm like i can just i could go yeah i could just have the crypto make money for me and then i i can do a job that i really want to do yeah so crypto is the true restoration of energy right because the, the, mm -hmm. this 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 we get paid in this this is losing energy right so mm -hmm. the amount of energy it has when we get it over a period of time, it loses energy. You know, Michael Saylor actually literally said that the reason I'm actually buying crypto, right, or buying Bitcoin is because fiat, it loses 2% a year, right? And he's irresponsible. But so you guys are just just, just on the precipice of, of your 20s. And David, I'm just going to give away your age. You're going to be, or you're, you're about 40, give or take a few years either way. And you've got a master's degree, right? And so I want to—I want you to share the audience, like because because there's different considerations on on age, right? And so what you got your degree, and then what made you think about, hey, I'm I'm going to get this master's. Let's, let's hear about it. Uh, okay, I mean I, I I can indulge in that. Uh, I mean when I when I when I decided to get an undergrad. Uh, when I got my undergrad degree, I, I double majored in English and psychology, and uh, my you know. My goal was to get out in four years. I was just I was on a path to get out and be done, and and uh, the one regret in do it in doing it that way, I I didn't study abroad. But um, you know, I, I got out of college and I had interned for the New Orleans Police Department, and they said, "Hey, you can have a job when you graduate." And I said, "Okay, how much does it pay?" They said, seven dollars and twenty-five cents." Wait, wait, seven dollars and twenty-five cents to be a cop? To be part of the crime scene unit, so to to go on to the uh, the crime scene, collect evidence, you know, be part of the whole. Who, cl who cleans up that blood? No, I'm kidding. That's a different question. Well, I don't know who cleans it up, but you know, I'd, I'd be collecting the blood to transfer. You know, so I, I didn't think seven dollars and twenty-five cents was, uh, you know, 
a high a high salary for a college grad. So I said, no, thank you. And then I, I intended to go be a, a like a police officer and I, I got turned away because of orthopedics, whatever. Uh, and, and so that was, that was God's grace again, telling me, nope, you're not meant to be a cop. And, uh, and then I was, I was getting, I was trying to get into grad school. And the reason I was trying to get into grad school is because I wanted to get a PhD in clinical psychology. I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. I wanted to work in law enforcement. I wanted to help. I, I, it's just one of those things I had in my, I had in my mind. And so I, I uh, moved back to Dallas. I, uh, my, and my dad says, "Hey, I'm great. I'm glad you're getting your your graduate degree, but what if you don't get in?" And he says, "Okay, well, you know, I, you know, I, I say, well, all right. So I, I got it. So I, as a backup plan, I got I got a call, I got a job as a uh, English teacher. And, and how much then, how much did that pay? Uh, that paid. I was working as both an uh, English teacher and, and basketball coach. I got a, a total of $40,000 annually. Okay. All right. And, and the great thing about that, I was living on my own. I wasn't living with my parents. You know, I was, I was yeah, but even with that, how much extra did you have after payday, after you, you got essentials? Oh, I mean. What percentage? I don't know. Keep? A few hundred bucks, thousand dollars. A few hundred bucks. I mean, it's just, I, I, you know, yeah. it's just, I made enough to not have to be in debt and, and, and you know, go, go enjoy myself a little bit in Dallas as well. Right. And so, you know, I, I'd already, uh, I deferred to take that job to go to NYU. I'd have been accepted to the master's program. So I, I, I deferred, sp- spent the year teaching, went to NYU, uh, got to NYU, realized I didn't want to be in the whole uh, political BS of, of, the, of that world of academia. And so, and then I ended up meeting my wife and, you know, we, we, you know, life happens. And, uh, yeah, it and does. so, you know, I, I, you know, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was, was getting fired, uh, as a high school English teacher, um, without cause. Um, and, and I ended up going to work for, for West Point with SAIC, got a transfer to Naval Health. And by that point, uh, being married, having a kid, you know, trying to invest six years of my life in academia, uh, just, it didn't make economic sense at all. So, so do you wish that knowing what you know now, do you wish that, that when you were like, uh, you know, living at home, give them a couple hundred bucks that you had a cryptocurrency or Bitcoin you could have invested in? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't know how to invest. I mean, I was just trying to keep above water, you know, investing was the farthest thing from mine. I, you know, it's, one guy came to my high school uh, where I was working and said, "Hey, you should think about investing." And so I put in some money, but then I realized I was—I didn't have money to invest. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's just you know. So I—I I mean, you know, and all that—all that being said, I just wanted to help people. Yeah, that—that's—that's that's really, and then that's—that's that's how I figured out how to get into recruiting in a way. So, so speaking of helping people, right? And I know your parents, and I—I I know David, and uh, we all—we're all recruiters. Right. And we want to help. And we were recruiting in the blockchain space. And so as far as you guys are concerned, right, did you uh, did you take jobs as recruiters because you loved recruiting or because and be straight because it was just like, look, it's the job and I, I need a job. I need to trade. I need some form of valorization and I can work for my parents or, or relatives. How about you first, uh, Alexa? Um, yeah, so I. I took this job in the spring of 2020 and I think we can all remember what was going on in the spring of 2020. Um, Vividly. I, <laughs> I was in a panic. Um, I, I didn't think I would get a job really anywhere. And so to, um, when my dad and Warren offered me this opportunity, I was, I jumped on it immediately and 
just, um, I had never really lived in Denver before, so that was cool. But yeah, um, COVID just kind of gave me that push. <laughs> and what about you, TJ? Um, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of friends that just graduated college and are working at Dick Sporting Goods with an engineering degree. And my <laughs> uncle offered, offered me a job to come help him with tech. And I'm pretty good at that. So, so that's, that's what I've been doing. So um, what is the conversation around your peer group? Like, you know, kids your age, kids you went to high school with, kids you went to college with, right, et cetera, et cetera, as it relates to what's happening in the job market for people your age, it's agreed or not, right? The, the one's need for a degree has lessened and lessened and lessened. You know, a college degree's value is literally the same thing as fiat. It's gone up and it, it's, it buys you less. Right. I mean, literally, probably 70 percent of all the jobs that existed. Right. When I was a kid, you had to have a college degree to get it. Even, it didn't matter if it was an African dance. Right. You, you literally it's like, OK, you're you're in the executive training program. Right. I mean, so so what's. Uh, so so it, it is the attitude. I mean, I know COVID has, has made things kind of weird. Right. But I'm just 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 talking a general way about that. Um. I think I think that a lot of people are um, a lot of a lot of people our age are trying to start their own business right now throughout the pandemic or figure out a way to um, I guess work work remotely. Um, but but I do know a lot of people a lot of people in school right now that are sticking with it are going to be uh, it's computer science, engineering, doctor, lawyer. I don't know a lot of other people that are going for other things, um, uh, nurses too, but um, I don't think that the, the, the entrepreneur, my entrepreneur friends, a lot of them feel stuck in college right now. Um, they, they feel like they're missing out and just racking up all this debt. And I think I think moving forward, the companies that are are doing something positive for the world and or or just something inherently good for the world, like in my opinion, blockchain is. Um, I think we're going to see a massive shift of our generation wanting those type of jobs compared to, for for lack of a better example, going to work at like an oil company or um, or going to work in traditional finance. I, I, there's not a lot of people that aspire to do that right now. Um, what about so. you? What about you, Alexa? Tell me. Um, just, I would. I mean, I know a lot of my friends are are accepting unemployment right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest, like that's <laughs> that's their their stream of income, um, but as far as like aspirations towards a degree, um, a lot of, a lot of my girlfriends are, I agree with TJ, just, um, switching to nursing, um, going in the medical field. Um, I don't, I don't see a lot of, I don't have a lot of like women in my, in my circle, in my group that really know anything about like cryptocurrency. Um, I'll have my friends text me and be like, Hey, have you heard about Dogecoin or um, what are your thoughts on Bitcoin? And I just think that th there is there's a whole like there's a whole market out there of 
individuals that just don't know about it, don't know about cryptocurrency or blockchain technology. And I think a lot of them are women my age that just, why would they know? I mean, I, I got a business degree from a four-year university. We didn't talk about it once. So why would they know about it if they're getting a nursing degree? So I just think that there's a whole market of individuals that just have no clue about it that could be reached out to and um, it could boom even more. So about that, right? So let's just, let's just pretend there was no cryptocurrency and you guys okay. were on the track that you were. Let's call it 2018, right? So okay. Alexa, that would put you as a sophomore in college and TJ, you, mm-hmm. you'd have been a freshman in college, right? Correct? Do I have the ages correct? Yes. Yeah. Right. So there's no cryptocurrency. There's no Satoshi Nakamoto. There's no blockchain. It's not, it's not occurring the way it is. Where do you think you guys would be right now? I'd probably be trying to get my CPA, but I think accountants are going to be automated. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. What about you, TJ? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, was doing, I was doing social media marketing for a couple car dealerships down in Florida. So running Facebook ads and um, yeah, bringing in customers like that. So I, I, I think I'd probably be doing something like that. Yeah, I think if blockchain hadn't, and cryptocurrency hadn't come around, I think, I mean, I, I literally, I literally said it. I think uh, there, there was, there was, twenty twenty was a lot to be bummed about, right? But when I saw what, what blockchain and, and crypto and Bitcoin was bringing, I said that that's something to be very encouraged about. So we had a second conversation after the first one when we talked a little bit deeper, and you guys professed your love of blockchain. You said, "Look, I just." I, I don't think we got it clear on the first call how, how much we're into blockchain and we see this as the future. And, and, and you guys had an epiphany and I, it was Alexa who actually told me the story about how things are diminishing. And can, can you share that with us, Alexa, again, for the audience? Yeah. Um, so we, we specialize in recruiting accountants and financial professionals or finance professionals, excuse me. And, um, we're losing searches because those positions are becoming automated. So talk in detail. That's a, yeah, no talk, talk not in a general way. Like give us a specific on, on what type of, so, yeah, because I want our audience to hear. So we had an, on, on our team, we had an accounting um, search uh, for an accountant. And like, a, like a staff accountant? No, it's a payroll. Okay. Okay. Payroll. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, there's just softwares for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, no. the, it's the sign of the times, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so from your perspective, right, and, and TJ, you already talked about it a little bit. From your perspective, how do you see blockchain changing the future for people your age? Because here's the deal. You know, my generation, right, I'm I, I'm. I'm 17 years older, 18 years older than David, right? And then, you know, and David's 20 years older than you guys, right? So we've got, we've got literally, technically, I could be the grandfather. He could be the son. I mean, I'm just, and, and there, there are generational shifts, and there's, there are things that actually change, right? And, uh, and so I want you to tell me how you see blockchain. This is going to change how I do this, how we do this, or what's happening. These are where the new jobs are going to be. Tell me what you're seeing. Yeah, well, I think I think the biggest the biggest thing moving forward is like I mentioned earlier is going to be cybersecurity. I mean, I I bank with US Bank and I get a message or I get an email once or twice a week telling me how 
my social security number is now in the wind. They don't know what happened to it. Hold on a know? second. Can I get that number real quick? Just <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But uh, but I, I think that I think cybersecurity with using blockchain is going to trump every every other type of cybersecurity out there right now. And I don't specifically know what that looks like, but I do know that I mean these blockchain ledgers have people have tried to hack them and for the most part they cannot. So um, no, I, not for the most part. Totally. I mean, cannot yeah, be hacked. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So. Um, so I, I see that, I see that as an awesome technical, uh, aspect for uh, blockchain. I also see Ethereum as the new internet coming. I mean, they're programmable tokens. I mean, you can code anything that you want into these tokens. And if, if you put, let's say you put like a, a new Google Chrome coding it with, with an Ethereum token, it would it would trump any, I mean, it all, I guess, comes back to security, but I mean, it like, like I, I feel like we're in the dinosaur ages as far as cybersecurity goes. And, um, I, I truly believe that, that with, with blockchain, we're going to see massive upgrades in the infrastructure of security across the world. And so that's, that's my, that's my thesis, I guess. What about you, Lady in Red? I guess um, I I don't really have much to add on that. Okay, yeah, honest. yeah, and so the, the the thing, and I'm still astounded by this. Like, and and David and I have experienced this, right? We've you know because we've been recruiters longer than you, right? And you know, there's certain candidates that we know. Hey, so and so, you know, you know, everybody knows what a difficult candidate is, right? And we got this one candidate who who got who got fired. Yeah, and then he got fired again. And then a couple of years went by and we looked at the LinkedIn profile. I said, what are the odds? That candidate never worked at those two companies. They just changed it, right? But if LinkedIn was on a decentralized blockchain platform, right? Once you say you work for that company, you can never change it because it's yeah. immutable. So, so when, when TJ's talking about cybersecurity, like recently in the past few weeks ago, there was this, uh, this hack where there was this ransomware attack where they shut down this entire pipeline, mm -hmm. right? And it had that, and, and that's the typical, what, what he's talking about, like they get the codes, they, my password is password because you know, some government employees getting it on. But if that was a blockchain security, that couldn't happen. You can't do ransomware on a blockchain. And the other use case, which is, is, is fantastic, and I keep talking about this because I just think it's so wonderful because I love Africa. I love so much about Africa. And it, the entire country of Ethiopia has signed a contract with the Cardano Foundation to actually maintain all the school records of 5 million school kids. Because apparently the problem was is that you got, got kids who are just moving from village to village saying, yeah, he was getting straight A's. Just It's like, okay, we'll put him down for straight A's. So now he's going to go into his senior year. And he's got a 3.9 GPA. And the truth is, kid's a D student, or whatever it is, or just or or there's identity fraud. This is my son. You got you got six different kids going to the colleges using that, and that's and that's going to change that. So and and hopefully our audience is is learning more about blockchain. And and if you want to learn about blockchain as far as how to get a job, right? Or more importantly, if you want to hire somebody in the blockchain space. 
you need to contact me. And I can be found, I'm the BTC recruiter, at the BTC recruiter on Twitter. And you can go to our website, blockchainrecruiters.net. Think net.com, blockchainrecruiters.net. And I'm David J at blockchainrecruiters.net. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're recruiting in this space now. When uh, We don't talk about who our clients are because we, we sign confidentiality agreements, projects, things of that nature, not to be disseminated. And anything you talk to us about. But there's a lot of skills that are transferable. There are just a lot of skills that are transferable. So, um, okay, I'm going to ask this question to you, Alexa. So we're at spring of 2021 right now. In uh, spring of 2022, what do you think the price of Bitcoin will be? I think it will be. I wouldn't be surprised if I, if it hits six figures. So, so. is that a hundred and one thousand or hundred or nine hundred? I'll say I'll say a hundred thousand a year from now. Okay, Mr. Snedden. I'll go with 250. You can call me a bull. How about that? 250. That's a rich yeah. number. Right. I'm I don't know. I'm rooting for TJ. How about you, Dave? Uh, definitely. Yeah, go TJ. That's even more hopeful. Ooh, Alexa, you Debbie Downer. <laughs> you Bitcoin Downer, you are. Okay, now, of all the coins that we're talking about right now in current popularity that are all ablaze, what coin is going to have like I, I want to say, be gone or be at zero, just be of insignificance a year from now. That everybody's going, wow. Um, it's a good question. None of them. Okay. No, I mean, I mean oh, now a, you're being an optimist. There's, there's <laughs> a real, there's a real chance that some of these meme coins go down to zero. I mean, uh, absolutely correct. But uh, I. I also think at the same time, uh, don't screw with the internet. So I think the internet has been undefeated for so long, and I don't, I, I don't know. I no, don't know. let's I mean, let's talk about the internet. Yeah. So when I was just a little bit older than you, right? Twenty, let's see how ninety-two. Yeah, okay. So I'm twenty-seven, right? Twenty-six, twenty-seven. I literally got, um, in, yeah, the internet in nineteen. 91, 92, the internet was actually at five, half a percent of people in the world were using the internet. All right. Now today in 2021, 60%. All right. Only half of 1% are actually using Bitcoin and blockchain technology right now. So it's on its way. So, I agree. So anyhow, I, agree. I, I, um, I, um, got anything else for these, these wonderful young mavens there? What do you guys think about the uh, potential job market? What, what, is, what are going to be the main jobs you, you see being worked on? You guys have any any idea? Yeah. Or, I mean, it's, um, it's yeah. interesting what you said, about Lex, about automated payroll accountants. I mean, there's, I think, various uh, financial accounting type positions might be transferred over to Bitcoin for some reason. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, I don't, I don't know if we're going to see one, one crypto winner, whether it's Bitcoin or if we're going to see 10, 10 winners. But I do think that uh, cryptocurrency is the future of finance in one way or another. So I, I think that you're going to see 
especially especially as Bitcoin keeps going up, we're going to see a massive amount of young people want to work in this industry that would have 20 years ago want, wanted to go work for Ernst & Young. Or um, um, in my, my son's case, want to work for Game Boy, right? Or, or, uh, or, or, or PlayStation, right? Now he's like, nah, you know, I thought I want that. I want to do something in blockchain. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Like, who'd, want, who'd, who'd work at Ernst & Young when you can like, be making video games exciting? Right. Sorry, sorry yeah. to step on you. That keep going. No, I'm just. I'm just I. I think that. Uh, I. I think it's an exciting time right now. I think we are still very early in crypto, and I think that um, the people getting in right now, like yourself, David, you're getting in on the ground floor, and you're building the future. Which I don't think you could say that about any other industry right now. So. I'm amazed how David and I are both are amazed at how overwhelming just since we started this podcast, people are calling us, they're giving us searches, their candidates are sending their resumes in. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. What, yeah. what about you, Ms. Alexa, to David's question? Um, to answer your question, David, I think that um, I've learned this from TJ, but um, coding, um, I, I want to like, I want to start placing, um, coders and people that can create um apps and stuff like that um or just any just any of those blockchain positions that's what i like like you were saying um david james about how like what would your kids be doing and stuff like i i could see my generation sending our kids to learn english and to learn how to code um so I I just think that that's that's the route. Yeah, it's almost like they're going to start coding in third grade. Like that that will be part. It's so happening. Yeah. It's happening. My, my Literally, son's doing that's it. what. My yeah, son's doing that's it. what TJ taught me. Yeah. Wait, wait one second. You, 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 which one of your sons? Which? My fourth grade son. Yeah, he's already. So that's they're, part. They're, of, they're doing coding. Yeah, yeah. 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 So anyhow, so does he have a resume? Uh, well. Will he travel? Maybe. Will, will, will he go to Omaha? I've I got mean, a job in Omaha. I mean, he's a tough nut to crack. So yeah, you just, just, just look. Just give me his number, and I'll, like a good recruiter. Yeah, when they say, uh, "Well, I'll talk to some people," and I'll, I know a guy, but let me talk to him. I said, "No, no you're welcome." You, no, you, no, you give you, me the number, and I'll talk to him. I don't need to talk to him. You, you can talk to him. You, you, you give, you give me the number, and I'll talk to him. Yeah. Right. So anyhow, and we'll talk about uh, how disappointed he is with your parenting, and I'll say, yeah. you know, what? we can actually rationalize that by you taking this job. But anyhow, hey, you know, it sounds like you guys are excited. I don't know, David. We might have to recruit these kids to come work for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Dave, I think these kids should come to work for us. I, could, I think that's going to be a yeah. possibility. I mean, uh, you know, Alexa and TJ, uh, we might have to recruit you guys to come work for blockchain recruiters. What do you think of that, TJ? <laughs> That's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, well, I, 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 your, your dad and uh, Warren, they owe me, so... Uh, it's all going to come out in the wash. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I really want to thank Alexa, and I want to thank TJ so much. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Nice meeting you, TJ. Yeah, nice meeting you, Alexa. So I... Um, so thank thanks, you so much. Yeah, you guys are welcome. And also, so I also want to say thank my co-host, Dave Robo Recruiter. My pleasure. Dave Hampton. And of course, I'm David James. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can go... You can find me on Twitter at the... BTC Bravo Tango Charlie, the BTC recruiter on Twitter, or you can go to blockchainrecruiters.net. That's blockchainrecruiters.net. 
And so, anyhow, <clears throat> that concludes the show. And make sure I'm the job whisperer. He's Robo Recruiter. Get whisper. <laughs>